0: You are listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Our topic today is Women Make Christmas Happen. Welcome to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm James Early. This is the place to explore and rediscover the original Christianity of Jesus Each week, we take a fresh look at the Bible and dig down beneath the surface of things to the deep spiritual meaning and see how we can apply it in our daily lives to learn how to pray more effectively, experience the healing presence of God in your life, and begin to get a taste of what Jesus meant when he promised us that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So, let's jump right in. Welcome again to the Bible Speaks To You Podcast. This is episode number 62. Today, we're going to talk about the important contribution that women make to the Christmas message. This week's episode is actually a response to a comment I got from a listener to last week's episode, Your Name is Written in Heaven, episode number 61. I'm going to read you what Sue Wrote to me because I think it's really important and it made me think about things in a fresh way. Here is an excerpt from Sue's letter Dear James, I listened to the episode Your Name is Written in Heaven this morning. Your approach to the stories of Jesus sending out his disciples to teach and preach and especially to heal definitely resonated with me. I was right with you until the moment you said you would head out on your assignment with the fellow Jesus had appointed as your partner. From then on, I was just a little distracted by the knowledge that indeed all 12 of Jesus's first disciples were men and that it's likely all 70 of the next batch were also men. When you referred to the guy that had gone out with you as your partner, I knew I wanted to write you, As much as I like to think I can mentally be there with Jesus, I was reminded today that the role of women at the time was very different, and I probably would not have been asked to go and teach and preach and heal like all these men. And then she talked about how the male hierarchy throughout history and the Christian church had not really been favorable to women in leadership positions until recently. Sue and I had a wonderful email conversation back and forth, and it got me to thinking all over again about how important women are in the Bible and in the church today, and how way too often the lessons that they teach us and the examples that they set for us are kind of passed over or aren't considered as important as some of the things that the guys do. Now, if you're a guy listening to this, please stay tuned because. This is important for you to hear as well. We need to have a balanced approach in how we look at all the characters in the Bible and what we can learn from all of them. So, as I was thinking about Christmas coming and the conversation I had with Sue and her desire to follow Jesus and do all the things that he asked us to do, it got me to thinking of everything that women do in today's world to make Christmas happen. In the preparations and the celebrations and bringing the family together, all those sorts of things. I know guys have a lot to do with all that too, but in the families I know, the women really take the leading role a lot of times in preparing for and celebrating Christmas in their homes. They bring their motherly touch to this special time. And let's go back to the very first Christmas, Mary, the mother of Jesus. Made it all possible the role she played in Jesus' birth was so crucial. I recently referred to Mary in episode sixty. It's OK to talk back to Angels when she had a conversation with the angel Gabriel when he came to tell her that she would be the mother of the Messiah. I want to focus on one verse. This is in Luke one thirty eight And Mary said, after hearing everything that Gabriel had told her, she responded, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. She was so receptive to what the angel told her. That is probably the most important thing we can learn from Mary is she was receptive to this angel message from God that prepares the way for Christmas. And we have Mary to thank for that attitude, for that spiritual maturity that can say, okay, God, whatever you say, that's fine. Then later in chapter 1 of Luke, verses 46 through 55, we have that wonderful passage called the Magnificat. And Mary is praising God it's a moment of worship. It's a moment of prophecy. It's a moment of exaltation and gratitude. It's just one of the most remarkable passages in the New Testament. Mary sings out, she says, My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant, referring to herself, for behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed she understood the significance of what was happening. She realized, I'm going to be the mother of the Messiah. That was a lot to take in, and Mary accepted it without hesitation. Do we accept without hesitation the messages that God sends us, the purpose that God reveals to each of us? There are so many things that we can learn from Mary, I think we sometimes don't appreciate her enough. I think we should be kneeling down not to worship her, but to show respect and honor for what she has done for us, the example she has set, the lesson she's taught, and obviously the role she played as the mother of Jesus. And for those religious leaders today who say a man should not be taught by a woman, I think you just may need to have a big piece of humble pie because. You have a lot to learn from Mary. Mary has a lot to teach you and me and all of us about what it means to be receptive and humble and willing. And the fact that Mary owned her purpose, she accepted it right away. She did not shrink from it. She understood to some degree the implications of what that meant. We should not demur. From what God is calling us to do, we all need to learn from Mary's example. That's what true womanhood does. That's how true womanhood makes Christmas happen, not just with Mary, not just on December 25th, but really, I think Christmas is a spiritual state of mind that happens every day, the appearing of the Christ in our lives. That's what true womanhood does, and whether you're a man or a woman, you can embrace that spirit of being receptive to Christ's appearing and nurturing that in your own life as well as for others. We can really learn from Mary's humility here that we are God's servant. The original Greek means bond servant or slave. It's not just like you're going to help somebody out. You are completely beholden to them. You are completely in servitude. And that was the attitude Mary had toward God. I am your humble servant and do with me whatever you want to. That's what really prepares the way for that first Christmas. And that's what we need to prepare for Christmas today. Mary goes on to prophesy She glorifies God as being mighty and having done great things for her, and that his name is holy. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He shows his strength. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. She's just praising the way God works in the affairs of men. Mary is filled with praise for God. And that's another example that we have for Mary on how to prepare for Christmas is to glorify God, is to praise him and worship him and realize how he works in the world. There's more we can learn from Mary. I love the story where the shepherds are out in the field And they're taking care of their sheep, and the angel of the Lord appears and says, I've got great news for you. This day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord is born. And you're going to find him wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And then the heavenly host of angels appeared, and they were singing glory to God. The shepherds thought, wow, this is pretty amazing. We better go check this out. And so they go to Bethlehem and they search for a baby lying in a manger, which is like a feeding trough. That's pretty unusual. There probably weren't any other babies lying in mangers in Bethlehem that night. When they came in, they found Mary and Joseph and Jesus lying in the manger, and then they told Mary and Joseph that they had seen the angels and what the angels had said. Everybody was really amazed at what the shepherd said, but the way Mary responded Gives us a lot of insight into the kind of person she was. This is Luke chapter 2, verse 19. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. She didn't go out telling everyone, oh, hey, I just had a baby and he's the Messiah. No, she pondered them quietly in her heart. She cherished this whole thing quietly. This was a mental, spiritual treasure that she pondered in her heart. Do we treasure as much as Mary did these things in our hearts? It's something to think about. As you're making preparations for Christmas, I realize things are going to be different this year, very different because of the pandemic that's still going on. I know some states are closing down, there's a lot less travel. My daughter that lives in California is not coming home. We're going to open our presents with her by Zoom on Christmas morning. And that's okay. We can get so caught up in the things to do and the activities that we don't treasure as much as we should the things that Mary treasured and put in her heart. I hope this Christmas for all of us that we can deeply ponder what the angel said to the shepherds, what the angels said to Mary, and what the angels are saying to us to prepare our hearts to receive more of the appearing of Christ every day in our lives, not just on Christmas. It just makes me grateful for all the Marys in the world today, all the women, and the men too, for everyone who is making room in their hearts for the Spirit of Christ to be born in a fresh new way, to appear not just as something we celebrate on a particular day, but something that takes over our lives, that transforms the way we see the world, how we see other people, how we see ourselves, and how we treat other people. So I want to come back to what Sue said in her letter about the seventy. Disciples that were sent out to preach and to heal. Let's think of how that applies to us today. There are a lot more than 70 people that Christ is sending out to preach the gospel today. Men and women are being called to share the message of Christ, each in their own unique way. God calls each one of us to do what He has ordained for us to do. He's given each one of us a special role to play in sharing this message of Christ. I've mentioned this before on the podcast, and I don't remember which episode, but it helps me think about the Christmas spirit and how I can carry that forth. I'll put it in the form of a question. When the Holy Spirit came upon Mary, she became pregnant and then gave birth to Jesus. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, what do you become pregnant with? What do you give birth to? How does the Christ appear in your life, in what you do? Do you give birth to a new job, creating a new business, writing a book, starting a ministry? How do you give birth to the Christ when the Holy Spirit descends upon you? So, let's think about the Christmas season that's upon us. So many women today that I know Are not just getting ready for the Christmas festivities of the season, as important as that may be in your traditions and the way you celebrate Christmas, but they're doing so much all year round to prepare themselves to help others be more receptive to the appearing of Christ in their lives. And I'm not talking about what people call the second coming, I'm talking about the everydayness of the way Christ appears in our lives that we can see more and more of the Christ's presence in our lives and not just seeing it but acting upon it and responding to it and following Jesus's example in our daily lives. I've been thinking about this a lot. What is the role that women play in bringing the gospel message to the world today? When you look back at world history over the last 2000 years, there have certainly been women throughout history Who have let their light shine. But as Sue indicated in her letter to me, church hierarchies throughout the centuries have not always heard the voice of women. And I'm so grateful we live in a time where that is breaking down now. Women are finding their voice and letting their light shine. I have been blessed by so many women letting their Christly light shine, and I hope you have been too. I just want to own up to the fact that, obviously, I'm a guy, and I see the world from my perspective. But I want to really appreciate everything that women have done, are doing, and will do for the cause of Christ. So, in the coming year, in 2021, I want to focus a little more on some of the women in the Bible and the contribution they have made and the lessons we can learn from them. In my prison ministry, I conduct a Bible study workshop called All the Women in the Bible. And we cover the people that you've probably heard about, but sometimes they're just one little verse that mentions a woman that doesn't even have a name, but she played an important role, and we can learn from her example. So I'm going to talk about some of these women from time to time in the coming year because I think we need to appreciate more what women have contributed not just in the Bible as a whole, but in seeing everything that they did as leading up to Mary's role as the mother of Jesus. All those women in the Old Testament who give us an insight into the way God works in the world and the lessons that we can learn from them, I think all those women helped pave the way for Mary to be the mother of Jesus. They found their voice. They were sort of like the support team. One of the things I talk about in this course on all the women in the Bible, I bring out the places in the Bible that use a metaphor to show God's nature as mother. In the first chapter of Genesis, it says that we are created in the image and likeness of God, male and female. Well, there must be male and female characteristics in God for us to be created in that image. So there has to be something of the feminine nature in God as well as the masculine nature. And of course, these are just words that we use to try and describe this infinite presence of God. They're just words to help us understand who God is, what God is, what his nature is. Now, you just heard me use a masculine pronoun for God. I refer to God as he, I talk about his messages, his angels. That's just the language I've used all my life. But I'm in a reevaluation process right now on how to refer to God, because I do see that God is not just masculine. The feminine nature of God reveals more of the fullness of the divine. So that's something I'm thinking about and praying about, Just bear with me as I grow in my fuller understanding of who God is and the nature of God. I do love to think of God as mother as well as father. It's not either or, it's both and. God is both our father and our mother. He begets us, but she also bears us, just like a woman bears a child. That image is throughout the Bible. And to bring this whole idea back to honoring women at Christmas time, when we honor women, we are honoring that feminine nature of God. So, really, we're glorifying God and His creation. This Christmas, I hope you will honor all that women have done to bring Christmas about in your home, in your family, in your church, not just the human activities, of course the deep spiritual insight they bring to preparing for the appearance of Christ. If you're a guy listening to this, be like Joseph. He thought Mary was off track. You know, When Mary came to him and said, well, Joseph, I'm going to have a baby, and it's all through the Holy Spirit. He just couldn't swallow that. He was going to break off the engagement and disassociate himself from her. He believed at first that she had been unfaithful to him but he had a role to play as well. God appeared to him in a vision and the angel of the Lord said to him, Hey, it's okay, Joseph. Mary is having a baby through the Holy Spirit. And Joseph woke up and realized, Oh my gosh, this is happening. I'm totally on board. Husbands, I encourage you to be like Joseph. Sometimes you as the husband needs to take the leading role in something but sometimes you need to take the supporting role. And I can't tell you which is when. You'll know that in your heart, but we have that example of Joseph to be in a supporting role to the main event. So if your wife wants you to do a bunch of extra stuff getting ready for Christmas, say, okay, dear, no problem. Be cheerful. Think of it this way. What if you had been Joseph How would you have been supportive of Mary once you realized what was happening? Once the angel had appeared to you, how would you have responded to Mary? How would you have treated her? I think it would have been with awe. You would have wanted to have everything just right. You would have wanted to make sure she was comfortable. You would have wanted to make sure everything was the best it could be because you saw there was something so much bigger going on than just having a baby. What if we brought that same attitude to the way we are supportive of our wives, how we treat our mothers, and how we treat our family? Boy, I could sure make a big improvement on that. Sometimes I'm closer to that ideal than others. That gives a whole different perspective on how we can be preparing for Christmas and how we can support those who are giving birth to the presence of Christ today. And by the way, guys can give birth to the Christ today as well in the way you act and what you do at work and what you do at church and the way you treat people. We can all, men and women, give birth to Christ every day. I don't mean literally, of course. I'm talking about spiritually. Are we letting the Christ shine forth out of our hearts? We all have a role to play, So honor wherever you see the Christ appearing. It could be just in the way you obey what Jesus told you to do on a daily basis. That to me is a way that you are giving birth to Christ in your life, in the way you act. Let's all honor that. That prepares our hearts for the true meaning of Christmas more than anything else can. So this Christmas, let's all honor all those who are giving birth to the Christ. And especially appreciate the role that women are playing in this process, starting with Mary and then taking it up to the women that you have in your life. Appreciate them, give gratitude to them, be supportive of them, and then we will all experience more of Christ's presence, more of Christ's love in our hearts. I hope you're having a wonderful Christmas season and that you experience more and more of Christ's presence in your life. Thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate each one of you. And just as Sue did last week, if you have a comment or a question, or if you need a little spiritual support, if you need to talk to somebody about something you're struggling with, please reach out to me The best way to do that is on my website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com. Just click the contact tab. If you'd like to leave just a comment about this episode, just scroll all the way to the bottom of the show notes page, and you'll see a place to leave a comment. This week is episode number 62, so you can find that at thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 062. That's the show notes page, and you'll also see there all the Bible references that I mentioned in this week's episode, if you'd like to read them. Also on the show notes page, I'm going to put links to episodes 60 and 61, which I mentioned this week, so you can easily listen again, or if you missed them, you can check them out. If you found today's episode helpful, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, the best way to do that is go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash podcast and you'll see a little blue box. Just add your name and email. You'll get a confirmation email, and then you'll be on my email notification list. Again, I want to thank you for listening today. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I hope you have a wonderful week in your preparations for Christmas, and we'll see you next time. God bless.